Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 33. This week, we are going to downtown Las Vegas, one of the most historic properties in the city, has uh, some new developments to talk with us about. Yeah, we're excited. We get to talk one-on-one with the CEO of the Plaza, all coming up on Vegas Revealed. This episode of Vegas Revealed is brought to you by Vegas.Pizza, the virtual pizzeria with homemade New York recipes and delivery straight to your door. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at Vegas.Pizza. Be sure you spell it out, Vegas, D-O-T, Pizza. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, and welcome to fall. We're already in September, but it doesn't really feel like it. No. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Dana Roselli. That's Sean McAllister. And like Sean mentioned, you know, we're approaching fall, but it doesn't feel like fall here in Las Vegas because we're hitting another streak of like 111 for like four days straight, Sean, on Labor Day weekend into the next week. This is not what it's supposed to feel like on Labor Day. No. (laughs) But you know, I mean, I always say don't mind the heat because I grew up in Rochester, New York, so did you, where we got all that lake effect snow and winter was like eight months long. So... I'm like, ah, another week of like major heat. We can deal with it. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have tornadoes. That is true. But one thing we do have is uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin spice everything is already back. Are you one of those people? I am so anti-pumpkin spice and the whole thing. Yes, I'm just not into it. I get, everyone gets so excited for fall here and that's the thing and like, I always feel like I don't want to rush it. I like I kind of like summer because I grew up with the eight month winters, and so I'm like I don't want to I don't want to wear a sweater and drink pumpkin spice. Why? I like my suntan and 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 I like my you know uh, pina colada <laughs> and my chilled white wine. Why do we need to go pumpkin spice? But doesn't pumpkin spice just like warm your soul a little no, bit? Not really. Really? Yeah, and I hate oh, fall man. decorations. I think they're ugly. You do? The orange leaves all around people's front porch and all that stuff. <laughs> I am such a, a Grinch when it comes to that stuff. I don't know why. Oh, see, fall is my favorite season. Well, good. I can't wait to come over to the home office and see all your decor. Or just wait. The totes are out in the garage and they're ready to be cracked open. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go with the flow. Listen, as long as people like it and they, they're enjoying life and they have something to look forward to, I'm all for it. Just don't, you know, ask me to participate. Let's hope we all have something to look forward to, right? <laughs> That's right. So uh, another, uh, obviously, week in Vegas. I uh, had a great show last week. Next week, we're going to be at the Wynn, which will be really great. They're revamping their Lake of Dreams, and we're going to go check it out. So I look forward to that. But we have a lot to talk about today when it comes to uh, downtown Las Vegas and everything that's going on there. It seems like there's always something happening. Yeah, it's really exciting uh, to see what's happening in downtown Las Vegas. A big revitalization when it comes to uh, uh, restaurants, the the beverage and and dining scene. Uh, There's a lot of of craft breweries going in, and that's fun. But also one of the most historic properties is about to uh, market's 50 years in downtown Las Vegas. So we're going to hear all about the plans for that. Right. And it's right next to Circa, which I did want to point out. Anyone looking for a job here in Las Vegas, either maybe you want to move here or you're out of a job and you're local and you're listening, um, they just announced, you know, a big push for hiring. And so did Resorts World, 
which um, has said, like, follow their LinkedIn page. They've got, like, 6,000 positions to fill, and they're going to slowly start rolling them out. So, But that's where they are telling everyone to go. So I'm excited that, you know, there's going to be new jobs here in Las Vegas. It's been so hard because we are such a tourist destination um, for so many people that have lost their job. But hopefully, maybe these positions will be something that those folks can, can apply to and get. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to see that there are places who are hiring right now. Mm -hmm. And from an entertainment standpoint, it's nice to see that there are still restaurants Mm -hmm. and events that are starting to open and starting to welcome people back, especially in like the the media world. You know, there would be invites going out all the time and we're starting to see those again. I know it's exciting. Like you said, new things opening, new kind of, you know, people adjusting with the new way and maybe going, well, let's do it this way instead. And they want to, they want people to experience it. So it's, it's very exciting you know, exciting to, to feel an invite come in and go, okay, things are slowly getting back to yeah. normal. It's, it's never going to be quite the same, you know, too soon, but, but we know in time we'll be back. You know, I just wanted to mention really quick, a few episodes ago, we uh, spoke with Oksana Bayul, yeah. the Olympic gold medal figure skater, who is in the works of putting a show together to launch here in Las Vegas. And just this week, got a sweet little note from Oksana and her family uh, thanking us for for being on Vegas Revealed and uh, wishing us the the best of luck. So if you haven't listened to Oksana Bayul, go back a couple episodes and be sure to check that interview out. She's great. Yeah, she really is. It was a a great interview. We loved it. And she keeps thanking us for kind of bringing her emotions to the top again, you know, because we had such a great conversation and and she has such a, you know, amazing life story. So we're we're thankful for that. Um, Something else that I did want to mention is that when you talk about past podcasts, you you and I, sometimes we do our little bit of digging to like, okay, where do we stand, you know, in the ranking? So uh-huh. Buzzsprout, our, you know, our hosting service where we host our podcast, had these statistics out and it said, hey, if this, you get this many downloads per month, you're in this bracket. So we found out we're in the top 10% of all podcasts when it comes to downloads. And so we just want to thank everyone for listening. Absolutely. That's, I mean, we do have listeners from, from all over the country here in the United States and all over the world in uh, more than 36 countries around the world. So yes, thank you for uh, taking the time to spend some time with us. Yeah, it's been uh, it's it's been a true honor. It's been a lot of fun. People say, "Are you you know what do you do the podcast for?" It's like we do it for fun. You know, we just really enjoy doing this, chatting, interviewing people, and staying in tune with Las Vegas. And uh, we're in the top 10%, which we thought we were going to be in like the top 50. We're like, okay, hopefully we'll have enough downloads that, you know, we're in the top 50%. But then it was 10. And really it's more like top 7%, I'm not going to lie. Because we were, you know, above the, the number. But we, we, you know, I won't, I won't pat myself on the back too much. <laughs> do, do they send out ribbons or anything? Probably not. But we did get a martini when we visited the plaza. So I'm excited to get to this interview. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, coming back after this, we travel to the Oscars restaurant at the Plaza. It wasn't open yet, but the bar was open for us. Yeah, we got VIP treatment. You'll hear all about that when we speak with the CEO of the Plaza, Jonathan Jossel, next on Vegas Reveal. 
Hey, a big shout out to our sponsor, Vegas.pizza. You got to follow them on Instagram. It's Instagram.com backslash Vegas.dot pizza and there you can see these delicious pizzas sean that are made from kind of the old recipes of the old neighborhood in brooklyn i know i love that you can just taste the history (laughs) when you bite into one of these pizzas and it's a a really cool concept it's not a pizzeria that you can walk into in person the only way that you can experience vegas.pizza is by ordering on a delivery app this is a new virtual Pizzeria. Yeah, it's really cool. Uber Eats, Postmates, Grubhub. You can order and, you know, you can't sit at the bar, but they'll deliver it to your house or your office and you can enjoy the pizza in the comforts, you know, of your own home. And I hear, Sean, that Uber Eats is doing like a two-for-one daily special too. So you might want to get in on that. So be sure when you are, uh, when your tummy's grumbling and you're ready for a big slice, look up Vegas.pizza. Welcome back to Vegas Revealed. Still to come, our two tips, and one of them is a great outdoor dining option that's uh, just set off the strip, so you want to stick around for that. But in the meantime, we've made our way to uh, downtown mm-hmm. Las Vegas. We're sitting in Oscar's Steakhouse at the Plaza, Dana. I know. Pretty excited about this. We have the CEO, Jonathan Jossel, with us uh, on the podcast today, and we figured, you know what? We might as well come and hang out here and do this welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's good uh, to see you. I I appreciate it. It's nice to have you guys here. Love your energy. Love what you're, love what you're doing. So thank you thank for having you. me. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun to sit in Oscars uh, for a change when it's empty because it's always bustling. And I see booming. you don't have a drink in front of you. Actually, would you like <laughs> a drink? That is true. Um, I mean, it's a you got to have a martini Sean's when you're here, right? Always up for a cocktail. <laughs> me, I'm okay <laughs> because it. it's you know I've already put on the COVID ten, so I'm trying to cut out the calories. <laughs> How do you like your martini? Uh, extra dirty. Extra dirty. <laughs> oh, he's ordering from his phone. Is this Look what you that. do? Well, now I feel like I should take part. Oh, wait, give me a dirty martini too. Why not? Done. <laughs> so is this part of the the new the experience at the plaza now? Yeah. Do you have online ordering for No, uh, this is this is we're not open yet and we're doing a podcast, so I'm having someone make you a dirty martini. <laughs> oh, so this is like Oscars. super VIP. <laughs> this is yeah, this is CEO VIP. You've been CEO since what, twenty fourteen, is it? Uh twenty fourteen I got licensed. Mm-hmm. Um I was twenty nine years old when I got my gaming license, which wow. I believe at the time was one of the youngest unrestricted licensees in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the experience was pretty pretty interesting to go through that licensing process. Luckily for me, I was um, didn't have much history because it's all about your background and mm-hmm. previous jobs, previous employers. So getting that licensing, going through that licensing process was an incredible experience for me. And obviously going up in front of the gaming control board and the commission was was a pretty cool experience at that at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they really like dig into you, don't they? Do a they, lot of well, research. They, they do. They do a lot of research. But like I said, for me, I didn't have a previous employment history. I didn't have trusts and offshore stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't have homes in other countries. I think for for a lot of people going through the licensing process, they if you have if you have a house in uh, Italy, the game control board is going to go there and check it out. They're going to go to all your different uh, historical points of either where you lived or your other employment. But for me, it was it was a pretty basic thing. It still took about twelve months to go through the process. Oh, wow. though. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's thorough. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done so much with the place. Let's talk about some of the, some of the changes through the years. I know there was obviously a big revamp, and some of the things that maybe you're working on now. I saw you tweet something that something was coming soon, so I'm hoping you're going to let us know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, um, I, I when I moved out here, it was 2007. Mm-hmm. So I only became the CEO seven years later. Um, 
I was here with the property in more of a development capacity and with the ownership group. And in 20, 2009, 10, we actually shut down for a full remodel of the plaza, which at the time was a little risky because we were still going through the recession. It, it feels crazy to talk about those issues from 2008, yeah. 9, given what we're facing today. But we were doing it, we shut down for a major remodel of all the rooms. And that project was really, um, came out of the fact that the fountain blue on the strip, which today I think is gonna be called the Drew, had gone bankrupt. And uh, they were selling all of the furniture out of the fountain blue. So the designer on the project at the time said, all of this brand new furniture that's gonna be part of a five star, five uh, diamond resort is available. Do you wanna check it out? Wow. And uh, we went to look at it. It was literally in the basement of, this, of that big blue building on the strip. And there was tile and carpet and headboards. And this was, I was like, wow. So we bought basically 1,200 rooms worth of furniture straight out of the basement there. And uh, the owner, who was in England at the time, bought it without even seeing it. I just told him it's really nice <laughs> and we'll remodel the plaza with it. And so that was, the, that was basically the um, starting point for the remodel in 2010 when we shut down. We reopened in 2011 with, then we did Oscar Steakhouse because part of it was like, well, you're gonna have a thousand nice new rooms kind of need a steakhouse mm -hmm. and we didn't have it well this was firefly i don't know if you guys ever came yeah uh -huh. absolutely this used to be firefly which was really cool but you know we needed a steakhouse given what we were doing to the rest of the place and then someone said well hold on you can't do a thousand rooms have a great steakhouse what about the casino so i was like okay let's remodel the casino <laughs> so well, what about the lobby so we did everything except for the pool deck and the convention area was in 2010 and then fast forward it didn't go exactly, uh, the, well, downtown wasn't quite where it is today. The, the re renovation plan and the team, we, we didn't do as well as we had hoped to do back in 2011 when we reopened. So when I finally went through the licensing process, the next step was let's remodel the bingo room, the convention room, the pool deck. So we just continued to upgrade the property. And, you know, a lot of people thought you should probably knock it down and restart. I took a different approach, which was, there's a lot of history here. We're coming up on our 50-year anniversary. Um, for The, the plaza is going to have a 50-year birthday. You guys will both be there, yeah, I hope. I absolutely. Uh, next July. And it was just an opportunity to continue to upgrade this great, iconic building and bring it back to life. And, and I think part of the issue was it's such a... Uh, you, you drive down the freeway, you see it. It's such an iconic building. But people sort of forgot about the plaza over the years of, for lack of a better word, neglect. And so bringing it back to uh, the forefront of downtown was something we really wanted to do. And we feel like we, we were doing a good job of that pre mm -hmm. uh, the pandemic. Yeah. And it, it, when you're in downtown, obviously there's a, a unique vibe in downtown Las Vegas. It's different from the Strip, but you're still competing with those resorts on, on up Las Vegas Boulevard a little bit. Uh, what are the unique challenges and opportunities that you face when you have a historic property? So, I mean, we definitely, you know, we don't see ourselves necessarily competing with the Strip, but a lot of people from the Strip come downtown. I mean, last year we had 20 million people come to downtown Las Vegas, check out Fremont Street Experience. And there's so much to do here now for, for locals as well, not just tourists, whether it's the Smith Center, you know, there's the residential now that's coming to downtown. Yeah, so definitely the challenges, you know, are the older bones. You know, we, mm -hmm. we deal with, for example, uh, right now we're upgrading our elevators. I've never thought I'd spend so much time thinking about elevators oh and goodness. learning about elevators, but we've been 
uh, we have 19 elevators in this building. Oh. Wow. And so we're upgrading every single one of them. It's called a modernization. We're ripping them all out, putting in new equipment. So it's expensive. It's a constant upgrade. You have plumbing that's older. You've got to consta constantly stay up updated on that. Um, but then the opportunity is, I think the number one thing people want to hear about when they come to Las Vegas is the history. They right. love the mob. They love the neon. They love the glitz. They love the glamour. And if you can play to that and our light bulbs... And our history are arguably some of the yeah. best. If you think about Oscar's Steakhouse, um, the history of what he represents, we really, we really embrace that. And so I think that's a, a great opportunity for us to, to keep playing that up as well. Well, and Oscar has unique history, but even this steakhouse, didn't it used to be a pool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the pool deck. Um, right over there oh uh, was a pool deck. We have some pretty cool pictures. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, I've, seen, old old I've seen some old pictures, uh -huh. yeah. And, and they're all wearing like the polyester suits. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it was pretty cool. So we didn't know that was a pool deck. And when we were building out Firefly, this is a crazy thing. So after that was a pool deck, it became center stage. I don't know how long you guys have been in town, mm -hmm. but that was like the restaurant yeah. to go to like for prom in the 90s. It was, mm -hmm. it was a great place. And um, when, we, when that was getting demolished to become Firefly, there was a sign in the ground that said no diving. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why there was said no diving right. painted on the, on the side of the floor. And so we started doing more research, and that's when we found the pictures of the pool uh, that that used to be. Mm -hmm. Incredible. It was, it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you never answered. What is coming soon that you showed pictures of? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I didn't know that that was... Um, uh, well, I didn't know. I was posting on Twitter, I guess. But <laughs> it, it, it's actually one of our properties in East Fremont. It's oh. not in the plaza. Okay, it's got in the it. plaza. Our big, our big. Uh, a lot of people ask me if that was the next uh, iteration of Greyhound, mm -hmm. and Greyhound is still there for another ten months. So that will be a, a yeah. surprise then. But that was a, a property down in East Fremont. Okay. Yeah. Something that's coming soon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love that. The it's, more, the better. It's going to be pretty cool. They're doing so much on Fremont. Um, you know, all the renovations and stuff there too, yeah. and the kind of bringing back the old uh, lights and light posts. So we're excited to see all of that. Um, let's. It's talk it's a pretty cool area when you think about what that used to be. I mean, I, when I moved out here ten years ago, you could not walk off of the canopy without sort of getting a little scared. Mm -hmm. And then you see, you saw what happened with Beauty Bar and uh, Downtown yeah. Cocktail Room, and slowly all these bars and restaurants came to be. And now it's basically an extension of Fremont Street oh, experience. It's great. People yeah. just walking down there. It's mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, re it really, really is, and it's and it's fun. We look forward to everything. Obviously, getting back to normal. How has this time kind of changed your mentality when it comes to just gaining hosting people? in your resort casino, uh, what have you had to think about that you need to either change or are you just going, you know what, I'm keeping it the same. Everyone's going to come back and things are going to go back to normal. N no one's keeping it the same. That's <laughs> not possible. And we, we don't even open the bar here in Oscars. you got to have yeah. cocktail service. Um, you, you know what's funny is in the old days, a good review was like, uh, my host took care of me. I had a great time at the craps table. Or I, I enjoyed my meal at Oscars. Today, good reviews is like, they're really good with their sanitizer. Uh, there's lots of masks. Everyone's yep. wearing masks. It's like good. the there's temperature good, check. The temperature checks. <laughs> like that's become the new norm of good reviews. And and that's something that we, you know, we're adapting to. We, we feel like we've done a really good job of following those guidelines as a property. We really have taken that seriously. Four people per elevator. Um Temperature checks, not just at the front desk, but the whole place. Here in Oscars, obviously, we follow all the guidelines, 50% capacity, and we, we do a good job of enforcing mandatory masks everywhere. And most of that's coming from the governor's guidelines, so we're just doing what we have to do. But, uh, you know, what's difficult is it's just hard to plan. You know, someone asked me the other night, well, are we going to do fireworks for New Year's Eve? And, and I said, I, I don't Who know. Knows, right? Who knows? I mean, we did do July 4th fireworks because we had already committed to that, and honestly, that was 
probably insane given the situation we were in and the crowd that showed up for it. Mm -hmm. We didn't do an event, but there's just people everywhere. Yeah. People want to get out on July 4th. People want to see fireworks. We were one of only uh, a handful of places that actually did them. So that's the tough part is just planning. You know, we, we have uh, an arena outside where we do the rodeo. We do demolition derbies. We don't know what we can do. And, and we, well, we know we can't do it now. We just don't know if and when you will be able to do it. So how do you plan for that? But in terms of um, taking care of customers, that's, that's, that hasn't changed. We still want to be down there, not shaking hands, but bumping elbows, yeah. uh, having a drink with customers, getting to know them, and really still providing that personalized service, which I think is something we've tried to develop down here. And uh, one thing that you can count on, two things, really, you have a neighbor straight out your front door with yep. uh, the new Circa Tower that Derek Stevens yep. is building down here. You have a, a, a huge new apartment complex out your back door. So <laughs> you're being sandwiched by, by new development. What, what possibilities does that open up for you guys? It's, you're a very observant guy. <laughs> the, the, We've always said that Main Street is going to be the best area of downtown Las Vegas. We've always believed that. We just maybe were a little um, ahead of the time. But now with what Derek's doing with Circa, and, and you know, we used to own that. We, it used to be the Las Vegas club. We sold it to him, wow. which was a crazy story. But in the time, everyone said that was crazy. Why would you do that? Now you see this and you think, well, this is only going to be really good for us, for all of downtown. Yeah. And then you have 800 apartments across the street. Plus you have the Smith Center. You have the Frank Gehry Luruvo Center. You have the Children's Museum. You have, um, uh, what's the other the one? The shops. Well, the museum is that direction, yeah. but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you have a lot going on. But anyway, the 800 apartments is something that I've always said is really important because a lot of the local places, especially now when there's not as much international travel, you need locals and you need people to support your food and beverage, your gaming, your bingo, uh, your other events. And so we're working on a bridge with the city to connect those 800 units to across our site. We own uh, the plaza sits on 17 acres going north to south. So that's a big chunk of land in between, in the sandwich in between everything you just described yeah. happening here. Mm -hmm. So we think it's uh, it's just it's just getting started for Main Street, and obviously with Greyhound leaving, I think it might be the most important thing to happen to downtown in in the last fifteen years. Yeah. So summer twenty twenty one is when Greyhound is going to be finding a new location. Oh uh, well, I hope they find one before then, but because they're going to be out, they're going to be out of here by then. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, I always ask everyone this, and I know, like you said, it is hard to predict. But I mean, do you feel like uh, Vegas will be back in full force? I mean, I know there's going to be differences, but I think there's so much fear from. First of all, we hear a lot from the listeners in other countries, like I can't wait to get back. The can't wait for the borders to open. Missing it so much, and then we also hear from the locals, like we don't know what's going to happen, and. Um, I mean, anything you can, can say to, to encourage people that, that things are going to be back at some point? We just don't know, I guess, how long. So I, I don't try to encourage people mm -hmm. to come back because I think it's really a, a personal thing, this whole situation, mm -hmm. and you should do what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, That's the good most advice. important thing. Mm -hmm. But when you come here on Saturday night and you see how busy some of the places are, but in, in a respectful way, they're not standing on top of each other, but there's people. I mean, these hotels are busy still. I think people think of us as a ghost town. And, and sure, some days it might seem slower than it would otherwise be, but I got to tell you, Saturday night, we were, we were busy. Mm -hmm. We were sold out in the hotel. We, we were only running 70% of our sure. full right. amount of rooms, but we were sold out the rooms we had. The steakhouse is busy. The casino's got a good energy, and everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's keeping their distances. But I think people would be surprised if they came here and realized that they can have a good time and that Vegas is still here offering that great experience. And, you know, I, I think the people that come here actually end up being like, wow, that was... That was pretty good. That was a good time. I mean, I think 
having the bars come back will be really helpful. Yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of a basic thing that you you sort of miss when you come to Vegas. Mm -hmm. But um, I do believe we'll be back. I do believe it'll be Vegas as usual sometime next year. Um, I think obviously we'll miss not having the Raider Stadium, yeah. being able to go there, and the T-Mobile Arena. And those are the things that I really think on the weekends would be great. And then the biggest hurt right now, and people are realizing it, is the conventions. Right. Yeah. We need we need those conventions back, and we do. Th you know we need NFR here in December. We need CES here in January. They'll 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 be back. Yeah. And I and I'm confident they'll be back, and the town will recover. It's just. You know, we, we rely so much on international travel and conventions that now, especially um, the Strip in downtown. You know, the local casinos, they have the locals. Mm -hmm. But the downtown area and the Strip, which are so heavily dependent on tourism and conventions, we, we're we all sitting here thinking, can't come soon enough. And I do believe they'll be back. Yeah. We'll just have to, to see how long it takes. How about entertainment here? What Do you focus on entertainment? I know you have the theater. Uh, yeah. Any plans for that? And what's yeah, going so, on right now? Um, well, actually, funny, I was at dinner last night, and a guy was standing there, and I was wearing my plaza mask, and he said, oh, th I've been to the plaza. Oh, this was on the Strip, and I was checking out um, the new Bugsy and Myers uh -huh. Steakhouse. And uh, the guy said, oh, I was at the plaza just last year. I came to see Frankie Shinta, mm -hmm. um, who used to be our headliner yeah, in the he's show. Yeah, he's a great guy. Love him. Um, but now we've, now we've tried comedy. We've been doing comedy um, the last... Well, again, up until this point, we were mm -hmm. doing comedy three nights a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in the showroom. Uh, we had some pretty good comedians. We had uh, Tom Green, Nick DiPaolo, mm -hmm. uh, some bigger names, and they did. They were they were doing pretty well. We were starting to build that following of the comedy club. Um, so that was our use for the showroom. Uh, we also had live music in the lounge seven nights a week, which we've had to stop right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but that always added a nice energy in the casino. And then we had the arena out uh, to the back, to the south, and that's where we did rodeos, um, other equestrian events. We did demolition derbies. Did you guys ever come to that? But, no, I never no. made it to that. I didn't. But, but I, I grew up with demolition derbies. We grew up in the same area <laughs> back did. in Western New York. And <laughs> demolition derbies were like... Huge. It was, it was <laughs> the thing to do. It I was. had no idea how popular they were. Coming from England, you've never yeah. been to a demolition derby. <laughs> right. And then, then they came and brought us this thing. And I said, this sounds insane. They're just going to bash cars into each other. <laughs> Sold out right away. Oh, my gosh, really? 2,500 people is, is our max attendance out there, and uh, it was it was pretty crazy. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I always think about, what was it, a Happy Days, episode of Happy Days? Yeah. Pinky Tuscadero, yep. and, and that was a demolition derby, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Your, your martini is almost ready, but there is a basic question I did not ask you. Gin or vodka? Oh, vodka. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's like, what? Vodka, there he is. <laughs> vodka? Yeah. Great. And uh, I love this. Looking ahead to your 50th anniversary next year, I know you mm -hmm. said there was going to be a big party. Are, are there m big things to be unveiled with the property? Do you have things in the works? Yeah, so um, for, fi for the 50-year anniversary, we also have a brand-new pool deck. It's, it's a couple of years old now, but we would do concerts up there and live entertainment up there. We do our July 4th fireworks show up there. Um, for the 50-year anniversary, it falls on July 4th. It's the, I think, if I'm not mistaken, July 4th next year is a Sunday. So we were planning a weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We wanted to go with some local Vegas bands. Some of them have used this property for their music videos in the past. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to do something like that to, to help bring uh, mm -hmm. some, some excitement to the property. Obviously, July 4th, do fireworks. And then there was a concept we were working on, which we were really excited for, um, which was to do with a, a bar, a new bar. Um, obviously, we've had to put that on hold, but we were getting pretty close to doing that. 
at the start of the year, and then we, we, we uh, pause that. But we will come back, and I hope to have that done by next July, given um, you know if 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 we're allowed to open, if we're allowed to open yeah. bars again and I get know. back to normal business, then that would be our our dream situation. It's a pretty cool concept, and it's right underneath the lights over here, so it's amazing. It could be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you do those lights out front are so great. I mean, yeah. I notice so many people taking Iconic, pictures. Yeah, yeah really, mm -hmm. really cool. Every day we get people tagging pictures of those of those lights. Mm -hmm. There's not, that, I mean, there's not that much remaining of that anymore. No, there isn't. Yeah. That's the thing. And yeah, in the world of social media and Instagram and all that, you got to have something to bring people to even just get a picture and then hope they walk through the front door, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why we did the murals on the building. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen the three yeah. big murals we did, but that was all driven by social media and engagement online, and it was crazy. Each mm -hmm. of those artists posted their pictures and multiple times, and people just went crazy for it. They, people want to stay in the hotels where they can see those murals. That's, mm -hmm. how, that's how much people like that those artists and, and follow them around. Right. But, yeah, you got to have stuff for social media and pictures. Yeah. And, Tell that story. Mentality these days. <laughs> and is there anything, I know that, you know, this whole COVID era has kind of derailed the travel and hospitality industry big time. But leading up to that, were there, were there trends that you were kind of looking at in, in any new innovations within the industry that you think could pick up after things get back and travel resumes? You know, it was... What was crazy about it is just I remember sending out a, to our bankers back in February saying not only are we growing by double digits as a percent, downtown as a whole is growing. And so it was sort of like, let's not change anything, guys. Let's just keep going because downtown was booming. The plaza was doing the best it's ever done. We had the best year we've ever had in 2019. So a lot of that new technology stuff, I think that's what you're asking about, mm -hmm. sort of new technology. We, we were kind of nervous to go there just because, one, we didn't want to take away from what downtown is and that uh, sort of old Vegas feeling. Mm -hmm. And and so we did we did do some of that, like, electronic check-in. But the truth is people didn't want to use it. They still went to talk. They still want to talk to somebody. Um, we didn't we didn't go to, like, a mobile phone uh, for keys and that yeah. stuff yet. So some of that stuff is good, and some of that we sort of felt like it takes away from the experience. And, and so we, we, we've... We've sort of shied away from a lot of that new technology and try to just do the, the basic things well, mm -hmm. um, which was working really well for us. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes technology can be a bit much. People do like the personal experience. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're coming and you're going to spend your money on a vacation, you want to be treated with a little personal touch. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I got a Tesla uh -huh. and it's like a computer in a car and when it breaks it's like your computer breaks you have to right. you have to reset it oh my goodness and uh, and honestly it's there's no one to talk to it's just a computer <laughs> company and here's the martinis oh look at that beautiful oh, oh excellent got to have a martini at Oscar. this is a really really thank you very pretty much pretty martini well like made it. made by the best <laughs> i know i need to take a picture of it hey tell us about your podcast we love to to cross promote you've got your own thing going on where what and uh, how can people find yeah, it yeah so we we um we really want you know i wasn't convinced that a hotel casino should be doing a podcast because you know you get a lot of uh, information that people you might not want to share but I found it's been really good. I found it's been really uh, well received. We've got a lot of good engagement on it. Um, typically, it's it's either my team here with myself talking about the property and what's going on, or it's um, we have a guest on. Uh, it's called On the Corner of Main Street, which is uh, sort of a dual meaning. One, we are physically on the corner of Main Street right. here. And it's also a lyric from arguably the best song by The Killers, uh -huh. uh, which begins on the corner of Main Street. So we went with that. 
Um, and, and it's been great. I think we've had 15 episodes and we've had a couple of guests, anyone from Flavor Flav to, you know, Derek Stevens, Joe Asher from William Hill. And we just talk about the industry, things going on. We try to keep it relevant to the plaza, people that sort of engage with us either at the plaza or competition or partners like William Hill. How's the martini? That was a oh, no, that was so a nod of approval. That was amazing. It's so good. <laughs> what is it? I never. Yeah, knew it's two p.m. It's great. Day drinking could be so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, perfect. Um, so it's yeah, it's called on the corner of Main Street, and um, we'll see where it goes. You know, we're 15 episodes in at the moment. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I, I like sort of meeting people, talking to them. Most of them are just friends anyway, so we just have a chit chat. Uh, this week we're having a guy called Ryan Growney, who's the general manager oh, yeah. at South Point. Yep. Uh, also become a good friend. He beat me at golf this weekend. Uh, but but a, but a good guy. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see where the podcast goes. And yeah. hopefully we'll have you guys on one day. Uh, yeah, I hope Reverse so. Reverse the tables. We're here. Ask you questions. <laughs> <laughs> but it is yeah. fun to interview, isn't it? I, we feel like we get so many different kinds of ideas from the podcast. You yeah. learn new things that you didn't know or, you know, all sorts of stuff. It really brings out a lot of information. Well, and, and, and just speaking personally, I never really listened to them. But now I've found a couple of... Uh, uh, what do you call them? Com- not commentators, but hosts yeah. that I enjoy listening to myself, and it's kind of where I go to for news source now. And mm-hmm. uh, more than audio books or books, I just do podcasts, yeah. and so I'm enjoying them. It's opened my eyes to how big they are right. with, with other people. Um, but yeah, I I think it's fun. I yeah. enjoy it, and I, we're the only hotel casino I'm aware of that's actively doing one, uh, sort of without brand. And um, I think we ha- we had the guy from Vital Vegas come and join us, and and. He said more hotel casinos should do this and, and get the word out. Right, right. Yeah. About I what mean, they've got going on. Well, that's the thing. You know, there's a lot of gaming podcasts out there and that focus just on one thing. But if you can, you know, have a lot of different topics or be able to talk about anything, whether it's travel, resorts, gaming, right, sports right. betting, you name it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And to have you being the CEO of a, of a casino and hotel, it's a big deal. Yeah, I, <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Like I said, we, right now you're not able to do many meetings. You know, we... We try to not have more than 10 to 15-minute meetings because if you, somebody then tests positive for coronavirus, everybody has to quarantine. So we're keeping our meeting times with – as long as you're not close to each other, like we're keeping a distance. But um, we're trying to – it's hard to have meetings. It's hard to plan. So it's giving us some extra things to, to keep us busy as well. Right. It's fun. And I always, before we go, what are some of your favorite things about Las Vegas? I know, I mean, you haven't lived here your entire life. So what, what are some of your favorites? I'm not bad, though. 13 years. Yeah, that's long. Years that's long like time. life. We're 15 that's years. Like, yeah. uh, that's Might like a lifer in, in, yeah. in Vegas terms. Um, well, obviously, I'm biased, but downtown yeah. and the, and specifically the plaza are my favorite places. <laughs> I spend Good a, answer. I spend a lot of time here. Um, and, I, and I don't think I do a day's work when I come here. I love being here. I love Good. being with the team here. It's, it's, I'm very lucky in that regard. Um, but having now had uh, three kids in the last four years, it's really it's it's a great town for kids. I don't think people realize it how is. much there is to do f- with kids. Um, so I've taken up uh, golf, uh, which I didn't do a few months ago. Mm-hmm. But I, I pre-COVID, I think it's hard to beat Vegas in terms of entertainment. I mean, there's always something going on every weekend. You could go to a show, a fight. Uh, a concert, so the entertainment's the best, the food's the best, the weather's great, but for maybe August. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a tough place to be. I love living here. It is. I love it, and uh, probably wouldn't change it for anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. We're we're looking forward to the the big fiftieth bash mm-hmm. next year, and and we won't be strangers. We'll come back and we'll come back and have a steak, and hopefully Oscar will be in the house yeah. too. Absolutely, he's here. 
in normal times two two to three times a week. So we'll we'll all get together. Right. He's like great. That. We had him on the podcast too. And you know, his mind is sharp. He's got stories for days. So if anyone gets to meet him and chat with him, it's always an honor. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> a, he's a special guy and we do a thing. I don't know if you guys you guys haven't been to that either. I, if we ever get back to yeah. it, we do a thing called the dinner series. Yes. And I have been to one of those with John Ketzelmedes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, with John. And Oscar sits down yep. and talks for an hour about a subject that usually we'll discuss beforehand. And he just tells stories that he – it's unbelievable, the stories that guy has. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so. worth it. Certainly, worth there's it. no predicting anything that will come out of his nope. mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's for that's, sure. That's true. Well, listen, Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us and, and welcoming us. And our martini is amazing, by the way. Amazing. Extra Good. dirty and two olives. Love it. Well, <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. Of course. Join you. All right. Appreciate it. Stay with us. We're back. for Dana and Sean's secret tips and uh, something that's not so secret anymore. It's getting out there more. It's been open for, I'd say, about a year. It's the front yard at Ellis Island. I know you wanted to talk about this, Sean, because you keep seeing people on Twitter and Instagram watching the Golden Knights games there. Yeah, this has been a, a, it's become a really hot spot to watch the games now that the Golden Knights are in the, the Stanley Cup playoffs and hockey is happening again. Sports are happening again and the front yard is really buzzing and I I see it every time that I drive down to the strip it's a, a new addition to the front of Ellis Island which sits a block or two off of Las Vegas Boulevard um, really fun little casino it is. and now this is a great addition um, in really kind of big and open space yeah it is it's like uh two floors so it's really like tall you know so you can sit up top or you can sit at the bottom and that makes it just I don't know feel really open which is which is good and which I think a lot of people are trying to kind of do right now is make sure that it's airy and everyone's separated and there's lots of room to breathe and all that kind of thing and so this has been super popular the food is good I I did stop there uh, once for dinner and a few months ago or well before this whole thing I don't even know what month we're in what are it's been six months since we started the whole COVID thing so yeah it was before that (laughs) (laughs) so uh, but the food was delicious they had us try all sorts of different stuff the pizza was great so um, people seem to be really be embracing it and you know there's a lot of things that haven't reopened first of all our bars can't be open right now so folks can't watch the game and just have a drink it has to be a place that serves food and then Lagasse Stadium where we used to record our podcast that hasn't uh, opened and they've decided not to reopen it so there's not a lot of places to watch games no so you know if you are coming to town um, keep the front yard at Ellis Island uh, top of mind that could be a, a good option as you're trying to get out and enjoy what Las Vegas has to offer. That's right. Yeah, we love talking about some of our our favorite things or things that we're noticing. So next week, again, we mentioned the Lake of Dreams is being revamped at the Wynn, and we're excited to check it out. And we're also going to be talking with uh, the Director of Entertainment over there at the Wynn. So look forward to catching up on that property next week here on Vegas Reveal. But for now, we're going to say goodbye. Bye. Bye.